0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: It is the Anfield Rapping Association with Association with Red's Better. They are our partners for 2018, and 50% of your losses goes to Liverpool fan-related causes. Uh, be gamble aware at all times, obviously, and that's begambleaware.org. We're here to talk today about Liverpool 2 Fulham Nil. I'm Neil Atkinson, and I've got with me Rob Gutman, Reddy, Adam Melia, and Dave Seegar. Uh, and Rob Gutman. Uh, mm-hmm. Impressive performance or low-key performance or both? Because the two are not mutually exclusive.
2: Yeah, it's kind of all of the above, isn't it? Um, we, we met after, in, in good spirits after the game. High spirits? High spirits, I would say. And You lost a I- Jenga? I lost at Jenga and twice, having, having given it the big one
1: Yeah he gave it quite the big one <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but You I, said he had Unbelievable moves At the end game of Jenga
2: But go I, on I, I, football. Had, I had had wine So I wasn't quite as, as nimble a finger As I can be That's what she said Or something um, But anyway Yeah I, Do you know what it's I like thought, Sunday supplement this Mel Go on <laughs> You don't get this on Sunday supplement mail. Yeah Um I thought we were okay. You know, if you park the fact that we don't know if Fulham are the worst team in Premiership history or I know we're going to come on to discuss that maybe they aren't, I think we did, we did all but beat what was in front of us first half. We created a lot of chances. I thought the football was really quite nice. And overall, we, Liverpool are in a... I wrote something about this in the preview on Friday. Liverpool are in a, in a funk at the moment and you, you get the points you can. And I don't even think we, had, we just won ugly here. I think we won, we won respectably. It's as simple as that. Four or five nil would have been nice, but the performance was as good as a four or five nil, even if it was only two.
1: I think that's it's a calm performance, Mel, and I think that it's one where Rob says we're in a funk. Whether or not, I think the funk thing is interesting. Do the players feel like that? Do the managers feel like that? Do the supporters feel like that? Does the wider football world feel like that? And there's probably a chart where that's different right the way through. The players maybe more so than the staff. The staff may be less so than the supporters. The supporters may be less so than the wider footballing world. We're trying to find a story where there may not be one. But the point about all of that is Liverpool just did the business. They just went out and did the business, arguably. Well, not arguably. Well, you can argue it. I thought they were far better than they were against Cardiff.
0: I actually agree with that. I thought some of the chances Liverpool created, and they've done this before against Tottenham, against Huddersfield, where ordinarily it could have been you know, four or five, on account of, of the openings they they generated, um, it still felt a bit patchy, especially first half, yeah. uh, a bit laboured, too slow at times. Yeah. And Liverpool come to life when their speed of thought and the clarity in what they want to do is, is striking. Uh, and I think both goals materialise from those aspects. There is still... A little bit of a disconnect, I think, in in all three departments. It feels very much like defence, midfield, attack. And there needs to be more cohesion going forward. I thought the second half was quite impressive. Liverpool controlled the game extraordinarily well. And they didn't do that in the first half where Fulham created three chances that I can remember. I think they had three shots on target. Uh, They didn't manage one in the second half. And... I think that will have annoyed Jürgen Klopp a bit because he had two number sixes on the pitch and they still managed to cut through despite playing quite a defensive formation.
1: they That's the first half, Dave, and we'll come back to that in a second. The second half, I think you maybe see either that the manager was annoyed or certainly that he sent them out to go and ensure they made the game safe. I think Liverpool's the most impressive area, aspect of the game, if you were to take the game into blocks, is probably the 15, 20 minutes after the half time break. I think Liverpool come back onto the pitch with the attitude of footballers who are going to make it 2 0, who are going to ensure that that game gets sorted out, and who aren't going to take no for an answer.
3: Yeah, I think, I mean, when, it, when we go 1 0 up in, in the first half, I think a lot of people, certainly around me, were of that opinion of is this as long as it's nil-nil we're a bit worried but once we go one nil it's probably game done and we can move on from there I didn't really feel that way to be honest because we we had conceded those chances in the first half the ones that Cessignon missed obviously the disallowed goal which was was quite close and so when the second half was about to start I was thinking we really really need to get the second goal quite quickly because Fulham looked like they're not necessarily going to lie down at one nil down here but yeah, the way we came out in the second half and just completely stopped them from creating anything. I don't really recall any chances second half that Fulham had, to be honest. Um, and yeah, it was such a, as you said about the Cardiff game, but obviously in that game when we go 2 nil up, we start to get a bit sloppy and let them get back into it. But in this game at 1-0, we, it was almost like the players were playing as if they thought the game was done, as long as they continue to do what they do best. And they were just so sure that the second goal would come and that they wouldn't have to worry too much about Fulham after that.
1: First half of time it was a little bit pedestrian, as Mel said. It was a little bit side to side. It was a bit crab-like. You you actually what's that what's that me? we half sexted each other. Yeah. We? yeah, you were saying it was a bit crab-like. Second half, there is a dynamism from Liverpool, and there's there is this idea that they were they were forcing their will as to how the game was going to go on Fulham, which is something which I've been quite vocal that I actually think to be missing. And I think it was missing first half, and then second half, it really was, you know. And I think it's made it's it's defined, it's epitomized almost in Robertson's performance, mm. where he, he basically. Plays the game and Liverpool ensure he plays the game where we want him to be, which is in their final third, threatening
4: constantly. Yeah, I completely agree with that, and I think I, I think um, I, in our text message uh, conversation, I think I was using the word passive as well. I, I, w- I, I was a little bit downhearted to be honest. I, I was um, during the first half um, because I felt I felt that well, there's a, there's a number of things that that might be happening at the moment, and one of them is. Our performances have never quite this season got out of third gear and the results are possibly starting to catch us up. So I really wanted to see a performance yesterday, obviously, as well as the win. Um, and halfway through the first half, I was thinking, this is, this isn't it. This is, this is kind of not, this is the thing I didn't want to see. Uh, the defenders defending, the midfielders midfielding and the attackers attacking, but not, not cohesively, as Mel said. Um, and I thought none of the defense were actually at the races, Robertson aside, really. I thought, um, I thought Gomez was struggling with Mitrovic. I thought Virgil was carried on a little bit of of what he had midweek, where it was a bit like this is a poor opposition, and maybe I, I can be languid, Virgil. Um, and I thought Trent was was toiling and trying things because that's what he does to get himself out of his um, his own personal funk. Um, and you know, Trent Trent does does brilliantly for the goal, and they all do brilliantly for the goal. And I think that's what I think when you say your your first question: impressive performance, low key performance, or both. It really turns on the goal because there is an alternate reality where we could be a goal down in fact, there's an alternate reality where we could quite feasibly be two goals down because Cenon's chance is a really good one. I don't know out of ten what you'd say that a chance is, but uh, we, we 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 could have been punished for our lumpy non non good performance non I, good performance that's a crap
2: word i, I- I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I maybe I'm seeing a different game. Have you watched? Can I, do the risk of making it <coughs> sound terribly factual, have you watched it? back? i only you watched w- match of the day. Uh, okay. Well, fair enough. Because they would have shown that. I. My feeling. My feeling was that we were creating a shitload of chances in that first half hour, and they're really, really good ones. i remember turning to Julio, that's next to me, and saying. You know, our biggest problem has been the last three games. We're just missing sitters for fun here. Yeah, and they were the,
4: really the, good the, chances. I thought actually uh, that we were attack. The attackers were okay, and and it uh, yeah. and, and everything else wasn't great. Um, uh, uh,
2: yeah, uh, okay, but we may, but we were good. I think we were good enough to have raced into a three 0 lead there. Their chances happen after we've let them t- entirely off. The I mean, there's the one yeah. where Salah and Firmino did do this double one two, which is sensational. And I mean, should score in the first three minutes, shouldn't yeah. he?
0: Shakiri draws one just wide as well. So- those, um, you know. um, Salah's yeah.
2: put in in the right wing position, is he one on one uh with uh, the keeper? Keeper makes, makes throughout a the game save, of yeah. standing saves, but yeah, I don't know. I I thought we'd blown I thought we'd done enough to have blown them away, and then because we failed, the inevitable riposte was going to happen. And, and well, then we get go, that We allowed crunch.
4: them to grow into the game, which was what annoyed yes. me. I think, I think it's midfield that that, that lets that happen. Um Not and, and, to and you then, and then the kind of the, the, just, just like slight mistakes in defence allow them to actually have, have chances from that. And it's, it's something which, it, it, you know, it might be confirmation bias because it's something that I've seen Liverpool do in the past and it, it's something that annoys me. Although I know why we let teams come on to us because it's, it's almost like a, any, a team of any level can, can come and will, and will allow them to have a game. Um, instead of just yeah instead of imposing our will on them from the start
1: this is we I take Rob's point that you take those chances Mel and you can look at all three of those ones that have been cited and you can say they're good chances and and the keeper does well what was different from that I actually we don't actually create that many chances in the second half patch that I was talking about that were as good mm. but we 're banging on the door we're there we're present we 're not where those three chances I think the three of them they, they span over twenty five minutes I think i'm probably right in saying about twenty five minutes and they happen it 's very much spaced out mm. whereas second half we are encamped aren 't we it is this idea of we' are not going we 're not getting out of this space until we 've got our second and maybe even our third it takes a long time post the second for us to begin to play a little bit more sort of regulation football we are very much like no 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 this is our game now and that's the difference
0: yeah the the, the chances created in the first half did feel a bit like moments rather than the end result of continued you know pattern play or 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 anything like that and i thought again as we've seen in in previous games final ball or final decision was letting the attack down but beyond that I I think when Liverpool are not fully in their stride it is harder to then you're just not in your rhythm to make those chances kind of count and I think that's what we saw the defense held onto the ball too often at times um there was not enough movement and I think there's not enough movement because they're not expecting to get you know any kind of um improvisation on a ball unless Shakiri has it when Shakiri's in possession look at the difference in the move you can actually vis- visibly see the change on the pitch because they know he's got the capability to to put in a ball that you know the def- uh, the mar- their markers are not expecting and and that can find a little bit of space the other thing is i think the formation is not helping because Salah often enough is blocked by two defenders, and he's expecting a ball over the top to come, and that's what he's got to deal with, Firmino is practically taken out of the game because he's playing so deep and in the, is then encroaching on Shaqiri's territory and, and, and midfield territory, and I thought it was quite instructive that the best bits of Liverpool's play, the best bits of Salah's play, the best bits of Firmino's play comes when Salah reverts and goes out wide, uh, and and is attacking from there because then he's actually engaging people. He's not waiting for something to happen. He's making stuff happen. And then Firmino is moved up by a count. That that chance that we we're talking about earlier, that one two, comes from that s- a similar sort of situation. Um, but yeah, when when we're in possession and we're trying to force the game, we're not doing it in an intelligent enough way, I think, in a way that we're capable of doing. Because we are quite a rapid, clever, tricky side and we've got four players there, you know, from Shaqiri, Salah, Mane, Firmino, who all have the ability in a tight space to do something remarkable. So I think a little more bravery and conviction in in what we're capable of would be nice to see.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think... Seeing that that formation yesterday, the way they set up with you say Salah down the down the middle, Firmino in behind, Shakira on the right, Marnie on the left, I'm still not completely in love with it myself yet. I think there's an element of I think you saw it yesterday with having the two sixes in midfield working with those four. I don't think they've quite got their heads around it yet, and I think you saw that in certain moments where. Shakiri was coming more centrally than, than uh, more centrally in the midfield area than Salah would when he was playing in that position. Firmino didn't seem to really know exactly where he was supposed to be a lot of the time. And I think that that's had an effect on, on his form, obviously hasn't been the best recently. And I think it's him struggling to revert to what is a very different role to what, what he was playing last yep. season. And Salah as well, as you said, Mel, about get, constantly having the two defenders on him when we were playing balls over to him. Obviously from last year, playing off the right in that front three, team was never going to even knowing how good Salah was they were still never going to completely go on that side to 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 um to stop him so they they were hoping that he wouldn't come into too often but obviously he would later on in moves and so he'd get into the far post and score whereas now if he's central all the time he st- seems to be struggling to find that same space and I think it's something that that I think will they will find a way around and they did yesterday and they they, they still managed to make it uh, so that they they'd win the game Still playing that way, although as you said later on, when they when Henderson came on, they moved back to the positions. They looked a lot more creative uh, than they had been. But I think it, Klopp's going to continue using this. I think in games like this where he wants to get the four in. But I personally think maybe moving Shaqiri into the Firmino role and putting Salah back out wide and Firmino back up front is probably the way to go.
1: He had a look at that didn't he against Southampton and hated it. Yeah, to the point that he subbed him at half time and he's not done it since. And everyone like, yesterday was saying we'll oh, do this. It'll be it'll be it'll be Shaqiri there. And I don't. I, I think he's decided that to get the best out of Shakiri, he's going to use him where he's using him, and that. I, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm. I think he thinks this is different. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think that exactly how this is different. I think we we still saw so, it. It still remains to be seen, Dave. But I do think he thinks this is different.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think the with with Shakiri. I mean, for me, I I want I want to see him back in that ten role because I think he's shown in the games he's played lately that he's grown into this team and he's starting to to get get a better idea of how to play in this team I think quicker than most of us thought he would Um, some probably didn't think he would at all Um, but yeah I think you're right about Klopp um, has got this idea that that he wants Shakiri in that wide position and he can't really trust him I suspect
0: he'd actually want a lot more fluidity from them to interchange in those positions and he probably will say that when Salah does go wide yes do that more often that's what we want from you you're not embedded to Mm. be the focal point and, and just remain there and and When I go back to talking about bravery and and conviction, we need to realize that all three, and they've proven it, have shown they can interchange and and they just need to do it more often. And that in itself gives the opposition more problems to deal with because you're actually never quite sure.
1: But what, what there is with the way in which this is set up, Rob, and I, mm. I take Adam's point before, I think that, you know, at, at times, the problem for me yesterday wasn't the attack. I want to come on and talk about Firmino and Mane a little bit, as I don't think either of them played particularly well across the 90 minutes. I think Firmino has a better second half. But what... I think that the, for instance I think you would argue that Shakiri is sort of replacing Oxlade-Chamberlain for instance in the, in the side that we saw last season as an yeah. and I think that's a fair but- argument but the difference is Oxlade-Chamberlain arrives onto the scene mm. whereas <clears throat> as that team's set up they're all already onto the scene and therefore Liverpool you can argue that the Liverpool player who arrives the most effectively yesterday is Andy Robertson Andy Robertson arrives in situations rather than already being present in them and when Mel was saying before they all come alive when Shakiri gets it they're all, we've got to get it to Shaqiri Shaqiri Shaqiri, which is lots and lots of sideways, and then finally it goes sideways, 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 sideways whilst incrementally moving up the pitch and then suddenly Shaqiri's got it and then everyone comes alive a little bit, whereas I think if the midfield is is midfielding in a way which isn't compartmentalised and there's the idea there's two of them, three of them who can probe from that area, either by passing the ball or by carrying the ball then I think that's when you might be able to see more movement and more people arriving is that fair?
2: I don't know I I think the problem is the 423 3 everyone's talked about this this disconnect between the midfield and this has been the theme here in the in the attack but I think Klopp sort of wants it because I think that's what 4-2-3-1 does demand, but it allows you to have those four players with more theoretical freedom. There is an issue with, with the type, type of position you're describing, and I think Klopp's wrestled with since he's been at Liverpool, because even with the Coutinho experiment last season where he decides Coutinho might be a midfielder after all and have, they put the four of them on the pitch together, there were clearly games where that didn't work and the midfield wasn't quite functioning. There were games when it did, when we had an enormous amount of the ball. I, I Which is best I, number 10? Well, this is the problem. I think we've looked best balanced in a Klopp midfield when we've had Lalana or Chamberlain alongside a Henderson and a Milner or a Wijnaldum. Uh, but... <laughs> A year yeah.
4: ago was West Ham away, which was an interesting one, because that was one of the ones where all four... Yeah, that really works
2: well there, doesn't
4: the, it? Uh, so that is one where it did.
2: I don't think Shakiri is a Chamberlain. I don't think Coutinho is a Chamberlain. I think Lallana and Chamberlain uh, Lallana and Chamberlain are sort of, not exactly two of a kind, but they're near each other. I don't
0: think you can group Adam Lallana no. in the same bracket as Oxlade Chamberlain. As no. no, he's not no, no, no. as dynamic. Liverpool, at the moment, the midfield is missing dynamism is missing somebody to yeah, take the ball agree. and carry it up um,
1: it's, missing that, someone, it's missing someone to pass it vertically 40 yards yeah both of e- those things aren't happening
0: exactly yeah open up new passing lanes and and engage I'm engage risk losing it. yeah but also engage Liverpool are not engaging opponents enough not making them uncomfortable enough And I think the, the player that we've seen do that in, in recent weeks and given the opportunity has been Shakiri. He is, every time he gets the ball, his thought is, what can I make happen? Doesn't matter if we lose it. It's okay if we, it's not the end of the world, but that is my job. I'm here. To ensure that I can Try and make things happen But his
1: starting position Is the edge of the final third Whereas when Oxlade-Chamberlain Was playing last season He could do that from deeper We've exactly. seen We've seen Liverpool midfields yeah. In general do that from deeper And as I say Either by passing it and, and risk losing it Or by somebody picking it up And deciding to carry it My thing is yesterday What you were watching In that lumpy first half Where there were good moments Is it was lumpy, lumpy, lumpy And then as you said before Either Shakiri manages To finally get on it yeah. Or one of the other three yeah. Somehow stumbles onto it And then suddenly we're alive
0: Absolutely and, and the, the midfield, I thought yesterday, it did my head in because you've got Wijnaldum and Fabino basically playing as auxiliary centre-backs. They were so deep, mm. and yet they were still allowing chances.
2: Fulham to create yeah. those
0: chances. Honestly, I, 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 when that happened, I looked to the touchline to see Klopp's reaction, and he was absolutely livid because he'd been trying to tell them initially mm. to come further up. There's no reason to stand practically next to Virgil van Dijk. Um, and, and he was telling only just one of them. And he was encouraging for me when all to, to drop and Fabino to, to carry the ball. But I just did not get enough from either of them. And by, by then as well, what you've got is a situation where Virgil van Dijk's getting the ball. He doesn't have his midfielders to pass to because they're practically on top of him. And he's having to look, pick his head up, and he's got Salah there crammed in by the two centre-backs. So everything is just a little bit risk-averse at the moment. And there is no there is no desire at all from in terms of the coaching staff, in terms of the players themselves, for it to be that way. So I, I don't know why it's no, happening.
2: We, I'm not, this is, I, we you know. did win and it was a do, it was a dominant performance. I'm not seeing, I think there are tweaks around this system. Well, this, if you're saying we're this can't... Card-
0: we're not saying it's horrible and we're not saying the position we're in. None of those things, it, it can, I think Neil made the point at, at the start, it's not separate conversations that we're having Liverpool are having a phenomenal season best equal their best points tally have their best goal difference the never defensive conceded. record's unreal yeah the defensive record is unreal and and all those are are superb excellent things. There's a point Klopp makes. We should expect better of ourselves. We should always expect better of ourselves. And I think this is the conversation we're having because we're seeing Liverpool do an extraordinary thing without truly being Liverpool yet. And this is not comparing... I'm not comparing Liverpool to last season. I'm comparing Liverpool to what I know they're capable of versus what I'm currently seeing. The players we have on the pitch are better than that performance yesterday are better than previous performances. I think it, need, it
4: needs to, it needs to start happening soon. I think that's the thing. I, I is, think is there, it will there, come. I there, think there, it will come. That was how, why, why I felt that I was a little bit frustrated yesterday is because I feel, I've been feeling that we need to start performing because there's tougher tests around the corner. And, and that was why I felt like it was, it was a, a good game for us to start doing that. And, uh, and, and, you know, by, by the end, I think, I think we were a lot better. Um, but yeah, the, the, that, that, that that lack of dynamism was what it, 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 it was an issue, and I, w- I was wondering to myself whether that was why, whether that's what he wants from from Firmino, because Firmino was dropping deep and trying to start things. Maybe mm. he wants Firmino to do that that drive as well as as well as Shaqiri. Um Don't think it's particularly coming off for for Firmino, but. Um,
2: yeah, so, um, yeah, that's the big. That's been the flaw for me in the four-two-three-one. It is what it's done to he's for me. Who's his best number ten? I asked you that before, and you've you've about the points. Um, because, because I don't think I don't know. I think Mane is best number. ten I was going to oh, say out of out yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. the
1: front three. Yeah. No, it's a full <laughs> stop and the the whole squad is best number ten. So at the end yeah, of last yeah, season, he was season. playing brilliantly. Yeah, he, he was. 10. So if he wants to do this, who plays left mid? Because I think his best number ten is Mane. I think Mane is better at number 10 for him than Firmino is. So and he, he, he got second half. He goes Firmino left for a period of Mane central because I think he's having a look at it. And I think Mane, in terms of making it happen, in terms of coming and demanding it feet, in terms of being able to play on the half turn, in terms of being able to spin, and then being able to look up and make a decision between driving at them or feeding someone, his best number is Mane. But then he hasn't got anyone to play left mid if he wants to play this shape.
2: Well, well, last season he played Mane cutting in from the left as a number ten. But in,
1: it, in a four
2: three three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about if we do as a four two three one.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's well... what I'm saying in this shape.
2: In this shape, well, I don't know if Mane would work in that sense as a number 10. If, if you put him literally that central and he can't use his pace from out wide, I think we'd very quickly be going, what have you done to Mane here? But then we were having a
1: conversation about arriving onto things. And, and you know, so he comes, he sh- pulls areas, he plays free, he can move around, he knows that Shakiri's going to do this, he's awesome. got someone left doing this, he's got Salah there. I just think genuinely, but then he hasn't got a left mid. And then he hasn't
2: got a left mid because Shaqiri wants to play off the right and Salah wants to play off the right. So, yeah, you know, that is a genuine problem. That's when maybe you need a Fakir or something. Something like that, or oh, there he, there he
0: goes, there he goes for for his You'll get a sh- gutter
2: show, you'll get, a show you'll get you'll get a show tomorrow. You should wait. skier um, has <laughs> been on the phone to me already. Um I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, you're asking me a question I can't answer because I wouldn't play Mane. I wouldn't do that in mean, a I wouldn't take Mane off the left because I don't think we have a better left side. I think player.
0: what we don't see, or probably what we don't appreciate from Mane as well, is the defensive work he puts. Oh yeah, on that yeah, flank, yeah, yeah. I, I think he wins the most tackles yesterday, and I agree with that. The amount he he comes back and covers is is extraordinary, and I think the issue he has as well is probably for that formation on the other side. Salah doesn't do that enough, so which is why he probably prefers him as, a as the f- focal point. Yeah,
3: yeah. I was interested by Mane's performance yesterday. I'd like to see mm. a heat map to be honest from him because first off it felt like he was really, really wide. I looked over to the touchline and Robertson was having to underlap most of the time because he was so uh, so close to the to the line.
1: He did ten fifteen chalk on boots. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, yeah. like it's instruction chalk on boots.
3: But then second half it was almost the opposite where Robertson seemed to be the entire left side himself, yeah. and he was doing a brilliant job of it. But um, I don't know. Yeah, if it was under instruction from Klopp that Marley was to come more central, as you said, Neil Firmino went out to the left for a bit. But it was yeah, I thought it was interesting that certainly given I think. In terms of playing on the left, as you said, Rob, with is um, using his pace and needing the space to to get into. I think ideally that is where you'd like to have him because if you put him centrally, similar with Sim with um, Salah, you lose that space he has to to use his pace for, and that's one of his chief weapons. So it, it's I think it's better to keep him on the left. But having said that, when he went centrally yesterday, it did work better for the team because it allowed so much space for Robertson to get down that side. Obviously, put puts in the ball for shakiri's goal um, from that space being created. And Mane d- has that shot from the central position, doesn't doesn't he? He's, he he's does.
2: trying to do play one twos and link with Salah all the time from there, and the shot he gets away is just phenomenal.
3: Yeah, although it looked it looked unbelievable save from Sergio Rico although I did watch it on Match of the Day later and it was a bit more central than I thought I thought it was going right in but the top the, corner the but power it, yeah he yeah, still okay. did brilliantly to tip over the bar then we could, of course we score about a minute later anyway
2: so it's quietly you know there's been a lot of uh, goalkeeper performances get lauded at Anfield down the and sometimes you think well the ball's just getting hit at you a hell of a lot of course you're going to look quite a good keeper but I thought he played a fantastic game yesterday that Sergio Rico I didn't know I hadn't
3: seen the lineup, so I didn't know who was playing but I, I thought I was wondering which one of Fulham's 17 goalkeepers
2: was, <laughs> was playing. <laughs>
3: I but can, I knew whoever it was
4: I had would to look be brilliant
2: who he was yes.
1: Yeah. Um, moving into the second half mentioned the two excellent performances before they both come through Adam uh, Shakiri and Robertson um, Robertson comes to the fore in all areas of the pitch Shakiri enjoying getting on the ball and being direct when he gets the opportunity to do so and in general there's nothing wrong with direct running and running at people at all it's far better to lose the ball there than against a side like Fulham than to lose it at a goal kick when their keeper then takes three and a half minutes everyone gets back in shape and they blam it
4: long to Mitrovic and we start all over I was um delighted when I saw the team um because I saw Shakiri in the team basically as I was as I was walking up uh, as it, you know it, um because from then I think I think you 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 know, you know that what's what sort of what the shape what the shape of the game is is going to look like in terms of how we're going to attack and I think Without him having been there, it would have been 100% lumpy, really. And it was, it was as, as, as Mel said before, you know, you can see when he, when he, when he gets the ball, everybody becomes more animated. Everybody's starting to make, to make their, the, the, their moves because they know that it's, it's him that's going to, it's him that's going to make, make things happen. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've been, completely positive about him the whole time he's been here. I think I said on, on a show a couple of weeks ago, I just don't I don't think he's put a foot wrong football so far. I just think Absolutely. he's weird, he hasn't has I he? just think no. he's been brilliant. Um and I think his uh and I, 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 I sort of disagree with something you said before, Neil, about how where where he is on the field. I know he is at the at the 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 base of the final third, I guess, but I think he's deeper than that as well. I think I think he I I can remember him coming to to, to start moves. I remember him wide. Obviously, he's in the poacher's position for for his goal, which is a fantastic finish, by the way, unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's a lovely finish. It was underrated because it was of really underrated. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, and I, yeah, I mean, for 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 me, I guess you know, I I was happy to see that, that, that BT had given Andy Robertson man of the match, but the game's all about Shakiri for me uh, it, it, everything everything positive I, know I started off on a bit of a negative note uh, everything positive that I have to say about it is, is, is mainly about, about little Shaq I love him he's brilliant
2: yeah I'm, I'm totally <laughs> sorry I agree with you it's good news when he's when he's in the team yeah. I, I think Klopp's held him back I think because he's so, so far I think more often than not he's thought well my front three are great and he's great to have off the bench when we want to freshen things up so he gives himself an option but I think you're going to have to see him more and more. I think this is why you're seeing the four-two-three-one experiment because I think he, th- he thinks I need to wait to get them all four on the pitch. Because but if he's but
1: if he's doing that, we're going to come out and have a conversation about whether or not that negates how good Firmino and Mane are. And but does the
4: whole game become about Shakiri in a way? When, well, when it's just plays crazy. Yeah, it's it of
2: does, doesn't it? I thought Man. I mean, I, Mane I had a. Uh, a, mix, a mixed bag of points only because only he got key moments his touch was off but I thought generally if that's something that the lad around me goes like, oh man he's having a nightmare I thought jeez if this is him having a nightmare he shows what some player mm-hmm. he is uh, because there were moments in that game. But firstly, his, his, his application was incredible. By the
0: way, his hand, I think he still has two more weeks before the swelling comes down, so he's still playing. So when he has with... opposable
2: thumbs. I imagine. think he
3: forgotten about that, to be honest.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> the, there, was one, there was one moment in the first half where he nearly, it's, it's almost the assist of all time, basically. He, he wrestles his way past two spins, pivots, <laughs> yeah. darts, and then just, I think, just slightly too heavy a touch for Salah, but it would have been incredible. But, so I don't think he's suffering in this system. Shakiri's thriving in it. I think Salah's enjoying himself. Uh, Well, the goals show that he must be. Firmino is the sacrificial lamb. Although second half, second half his body language changed. It was as though... Maybe the team was more relaxed, and allowed him to be more relaxed. I thought I, mean, I there think there were some positional changes, but his but his body
1: language was was better at the second half. I think the faster we play, the more you're gonna get out of the more you get out of Firmino. Yeah. I think the fact Liverpool play slowly Firmino is almost like what what on earth is the purpose of me in this? Exactly, yeah.
2: yeah, I yeah. think as
1: soon as they up it, and this is why I think they need to find a way, and I normally I I very much back the notion that the manager's job isn't to get all eleven on the pitch playing well, it's to get Liverpool to win games. That's mm. the manager's job at core. But I very much think that He has to work on a way. If he is going to play the four of them at home, for instance, pretty, pretty regularly, he has to work on the way in which he gets the best out of all four of them because they are his, they will always be his most dangerous weapons, Mel. Mm. And I think that it can't be the idea of you wait until Shikiri gets it and then everyone comes alive. He's going to have to solve how he gets everyone to come alive quite regularly through the middle of the pitch and bring in all four of his core players. Yeah,
0: I I actually wonder if the issue is not them insofar as it's what's behind them. If he solves the midfield conundrum, and I think that happens with with Naby Keita now being fresh and and, and ready to play again, because he needs a line breaker there, and he doesn't have one at the moment. And when he has that, and when Liverpool has that, the dynamism and, and the tempo, everything is just automatically raise then. And the other thing with, with Nabi is he give you, gives you defensive solidity as well. It's great at intercepting the ball, tackling, all those stuff. So it's not like you're sacrificing um, anything in that regard. You're not putting a, an extremely attacking player uh, as your aid. So you've still he still maintains a bit of balance. The way the centre-backs are playing as well, he can afford to be... You just know, more more adventurous. Get out the more, way. More
1: get, yeah. out the way get, get fifteen yards above them. Just get. I, mean, I thought Van Dyke was shouting a fair bit yesterday. Like, just get out my way, will you?
0: Exactly. I'm Van- fine here. The, the amount of times Van Dijk had the ball and had no pass on, no proper pass on beyond a sideways or, or just in front it went of it. Back him, to Allison quite a bit. Yeah, it? W- was really really annoying. I was annoyed on his behalf because they were right on top of him, but I think it's just small little tweaks that that fix that, and. you were talking about Shakiri's performance. He, I think at the moment is my favorite player because his ability to understand what's required of him in every situation in relation to his teammates and stuff is, is astounding. And for somebody who during his career has been called individualist to, to have the collective in his mind at all times and to, M- manage to marry his ability with that of those around him is, is sensational. I agree. I, think, I thought Andy Robertson had a superb game, but for me, Shakiri makes that team come alive.
1: It what the it, it's the way in which he embeds himself completely in the collective, as Mills just said. That's the thing that's most surprised me. It was the thing I was most concerned about before we signed him. Dave yeah. was the idea that he'll play the game very much on his own terms, and he is doing that in one sense. But there's another sense where he's playing. He's decided his own terms are how do I get the, the best out of these three around me and others on the pitch as well. And I think that that's where you know he's very much embedded himself completely in the ethos. And I think that the two performances yesterday that I've highlighted repeatedly, Shakiri and Robertson. They embed themselves in Klopp's ethos in a way that a few others on the pitch are still sort of struggling with. They're selfless. The running's endless. um the, the, There is a desire to to constantly be present and active in the match and to force the issue all the time. And that's what the pair of them did brilliantly. And Shaqiri's doing it in a way which, as I say, it comes as a massive surprise to me. Not that not not his talent, his ability, his ability to turn away from people, but the thing that he's doing next all the time is I'm just finding the best red shirt I can.
3: Yeah, I think you can see seeing him that I think there's a certain relief in him that in his entire time at Stoke. Not to downplay Stoke too often, but I think you can see in him. It's almost like uh, how do I put this delicately? When someone's, say being waterboarded, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> how do I bear, put this
3: delicately? Be, bear with me. <laughs> um, then so then you, then you yeah. remove then they remove the uh, remove the towel and they this give them the oxygen, me. and all of a sudden the 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 victim is going, oh thank God, oxygen! This is heaven. And I think you could say that in Shakiri now that he's finally got players around him who he's like, oh, wow, actual other footballers who I can pass I'll, to him. I in- want some more analogies
0: If you go back and look at his time at Bayern, he was so good at doing that as well. And I think that get, gets forgotten. He was so young. I think he was 20 when he was at Bayern. Mm. And his ability to do it then... Sort of got overlooked because he, he had all those troubles in Italy where Mancini didn't trust him. Then he went to Stoke where he had to play a completely different style of football and be all things to that team. And I, I think... I, I still don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I think there's so much more to come from I think if everyone else
1: plays him. better, you'll get more out of him. Yeah.
0: yeah. He honestly... It's a it's a toss-up between him and Joe Gomez at the moment for who my favourite player is. But I think by virtue of him just sparking life into that team and my favourite thing is watching everyone else's reaction when he's on the ball because you see them all just switch on.
1: Um, Mention Joe Gomez there, uh, Adam, in the context of discussing Fulham. I think mentioning that you can argue Mitrovic gave Gomez his toughest yeah. 90 minutes of the season so far, to be honest with you, in the same way that Arnautovic... Very much ran them yeah. hard first game. I think that you see that Mitrovic does that as well. They're a strange side, aren't they, really? They're one of the most curious teams in the division, I'd argue. You can see they've defended relatively well against us. Um, they kept City to three. I sort of wonder if they're the, the type of team who can actually defend but are struggling to calibrate between defence and attack, and that's why they're going to Cardiff and shipping four when they play Manchester City in three, Liverpool two. It's because when you play Manchester City and Liverpool, the expectation is you defend for your lives.
4: Yeah, I know they're a funny um, combination of things, aren't they? And I think that's sometimes te- teams that struggle are the ones that are neither kind of one thing or the other. I don't think they've got a you know the, the word ethos has been mentioned a few, a few times. People, are, I'm struggling to to see what Fulham's is. And part of part of that is Mitrovic actually having Mitrovic as your focal point. You become a, a Mitrovic sort of team. Um, yeah. I like him, you know. I, I just, I, I mean, I wouldn't want him. I, I, but I, I enjoy. He's a, he's an enjoyable baddie, isn't he?
0: He's... <laughs> he? He was excellent
4: yesterday. Yeah, no. I, I and, and I, I, I sort of, I like, I like watching that sort of player because I like watching the battle, and it was good to see. I, I mean, I think Gomez I think, makes two great fouls. Yeah, I think, that, and that's what I was, I was just about to say that that, that Gomez wins wins the battle. Uh, it, you know, it, it's it's. It, I he's annoyed with the referee for giving it as a foul because it's like, come on. I mean, <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen what I've had to put up with? <laughs> but, um, and, but it is, it, it is, it is. Um, that's how he, he eventually wins the battle. He, he sort of he, he chases him further, further up towards Fulham's goal than Mitrovic really wants to be, and kicks him. Down. And you know, it was, it was brilliant. And 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 Gomez is, you know, I've 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 no no for for a, a, a number of weeks now, I've had no worries about Gomez versus anybody. Uh, I, I I think he, in fact. Um, it's important to having him there because i think he realizes um in in a diff and react in a different way to the midfield being too deep as well it there's a few times in the second half where he drives um yeah. and and i think that's something which Lovren doesn't really do um so that that's something which which you get more of from from gomez than you do um from Lovren and actually yesterday we didn't get much of that from from Virgil either so yeah um i just uh, think he's fantastic and um and, and i'm i'm, I'm as I say, I've, I've what I mean by that. What previously been worried about him, I sort of thought with him being so young, I wonder whether he'll do something like give a pen away in a big away game, and uh, what will happen from there. But even, the derby's
3: even, around the corner. Well, but even <laughs> if he does,
4: I'm not worried about what happens from there. Yeah, sure. I think um, I, I think we can we can see that he's not and he's not wanted to to lose his head.
1: He's not wanted to lose his head, Dave. He's it was again back to the idea of playing on him happens I think yesterday as well That's a couple of sides have moved away from that but I think that yeah, it may well be one of them where the Fulham manager managers said to Mischovic which of them do you want to play on and he's gone I'll very much I'll go for that lad uh, and as Adam says he, he loses out on a couple of occasions he files him a couple of times but he most definitely does not lose the battle over the course of the, the 90 minutes and and as I say, this is off a of player who I would compliment, who Mel said is excellent. I agree with that. All of that, I think, is testament to Gomez's performance. Sometimes a centre-half and a centre-forward, centre-forward can come up against each other, and you're able to say they both played well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, and Mitrovic, is, is, as I'm saying, he was a good. A good player, and he's just one of those horrible, horrible strikers for a centre back to play. It's especially a midday on a Sunday. You think, I've only just got up. I don't want to have to play against Mitrovic for ninety <laughs> minutes. But yeah, I thought he handled him brilliantly. I mean, um, Mitrovic obviously gets the the near goal um, that that was offside. Riley ruled out offside. Um, but otherwise, it was Gomez gets gets the two fouls, which I think I think he was certainly on the second one I think there was just that time he switched off and he got the wrong side of him and he thought oh god I'm going to have to bring him down here and I'm probably going to get booked but I'll still argue with the referee about it cuz <laughs> just to put that uh, that doubt in his mind but I think that's where with with opposition's coming up against us at the moment they're obviously looking at us thinking right well, there's always there's always a weak weaker one in the in the defense and when one of them is Virgil van Dijk it's like well it's got to be the other one because Virgil van Dijk is at the moment, on current form, probably the best centre back in the world. So the other guy has to uh, has to be the one we play off, and it's Joe Gomez, who's possibly on current form the second best centre back in the world. Um, That's very handy, situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, who would have thunk? And I think yeah. I think it's going to bear bear well in the future because th- these games are tough for Joe at the moment. And it's just the amount of game time he's getting. He hasn't actually had much game time at centre-back at this level before this season. But every
2: single game he plays against players
3: like Mitrovic, it's only going to serve to make him better in the long
2: run. Yeah, and I think I think he's a fantastic young player. I think he's emerging into being an outstanding defender, but it really helps having being alongside Virgil van Dijk because you don't have to worry about what happens when the ball's in the air. There's lots of other stuff. I, I Gomez
0: is also excellent. He in the is. Air, by
2: he is. V- 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 Virgil's at a level we haven't seen for a long time. It, it was interesting. There was, really. there was an interview. Just sorry to
4: interrupt, Rob. There was an interview with Gomez in the Mail, I think, last week, where he said that he heading used to be the weakest part
2: of his game. Yeah, it was really yeah. interesting. That's, to what see I, that. that's what I. That's what I feared yeah. for. We've talked for you know the last couple of years about the eventual conversion of him to centre being centre back, but I wondered in the physical battles in the air. But he does. He has. He has dealt with it well. I love watching Van Dijk, though, and I like it. I just like him doing the basics, the housekeeping. Just when a ball's there to be cleared, it doesn't get sliced. It gets so properly cleared. You're almost like side-foots, volleys balls, 40 yards up the pitch when you think, that's that's something, you know, on a windy day or... You know, I'm just used to watching these six out of ten centre-backs. Those,
4: those clearances are the archetypal Ben Johnson good decision.
2: <laughs> ben, ben says good
4: decision when, when the centre-half hoofs the ball. But, it, <laughs> but they really are a good decision when Virgil does but
2: they're it. Ele- but the, he's almost he's decided eleg- to do it. It the, is a good decision. They're elegant hoofs, though, because they've got a, they've got a sort of low trajectory on them. And they're, they're the best hoofs I've seen. Um, yeah, no, I just think he was he was magnificent. And we have talked to... There's a lot of... Good crossfield passing from Virgil yesterday, looking for we were getting space out in the flanks as Fulham were prepared to be higher up the pitch. were some good switches at play. Sometimes ball's slightly overhit by like half a yard, does one with Trent I was going, Oh my god, what a ball and Trent just miscontrols it. Mm. But the one yeah. Robertson
1: plays to Trent second half is one of the best things I've seen in my mm. whole life. Yeah. Robertson. Yeah, when when everyone everything's congested in the left back position and he's just spotted that Trent's got absolute acres. And he just pings it sixty yards right onto his foot. and I was just like, "God, this is this is mm-hmm. unbelievable." Yeah, yeah. On
0: Trent, actually, I thought he had a horrendous opening twenty where he was then in his own head about his horrendous opening twenty where nothing was coming off. And he was, all trying, he was trying Hollywood
4: were, balls, and things yeah, to every, get out of it, wasn't exactly, he? Exactly,
0: yeah. everything was overhead or couldn't really keep balls in. But then he grew from his own performance. He, he relaxed, and and I took. Comfort in seeing that, that he settled himself down and then he got into the game because he was good second half. Um, but yeah, just on, on Gomez, I enjoy watching him play those games the kind against Anutovic, against Mitrovic, because that's what tells me he is off the very top standard because... I've seen greater centre backs with a lot more experience and pedigree than him struggle against those sorts of players who just give you nothing. They're they're on you the entire game. It doesn't matter what the scoreline is for their team. They're just tireless, and they and he was equal to it. I, I thought he was superb. I think he's been superb all season, and in a way. I want Trent to completely get rid of his um, his nervy period, which is very normal for a young player because I don't want to see Joe Gomez at right back. I, I want to see him there at centre-back with Virgil van Dijk for the majority of the season.
1: Um, Philosophical question, because it's really hard to answer. I just want a yes or no uh, from you. Um, it's really hard to answer because fitness, uh, coming back from international duty, is a thing. Yeah. Uh, will he play the shape away at Fulham? Uh, Watford. Um, what, oh, sorry, Watford. Will you play the shape away? At Watford. Uh, I was.
2: I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I. I'm not sure. I haven't watched Watford for a few weeks. I'm not sure how good they are. If he thinks Watford are there for the taking, I think he goes four two three one. If he thinks they're going to be a real handful they've on their own pitch, wobble. which they've had a big wobble. Yeah. So he might. So therefore, he might go. Let's exploit the wobble and go. I'm, I'm not asking you what he will do. I'm asking you what you would do. I want to always go five attackers, six attackers. <laughs> Fuck it! <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. No, I'd go four two three one. Well
0: I would probably. I don't know what I would do. Actually, I'd probably. It's tough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: almost like I designed it that way
3: <laughs> no, I, I, you asked for yes or no answers i put Henderson in
0: yeah I, I want to Let's see Navi Cater in that midfield I do. and I then wonder what he thinks is his best option in terms of fielding Cater, does he revert to Jenny Milner Cater, which he's tried at the start of the season which was successful or then does he go um, Hendo-Juni Cater, but then Genie's been really good as a six. The issue is when you have Henderson and Genie, and you've told one of them to be further forward. If it's Genie, he, he doesn't play as well as the eight, and if it's um,
1: you're solving that you're solving a midfield can only play three midfielders. I'm asking you if you would play three midfielders or would you play four two three one?
0: I w- I want to see Cater in that midfield, and I don't think he does it without playing three midfielders.
4: Um, I think. It will be pretty much what we did at Palace, so that is that's Hendo Keita. Um, Hendo comes on at Palace, but it's, it's, it's Wijnaldi, Palace. Yeah, he's, he's very good as a sub. It's, it's Cator w- uh, Wijnaldum Milner. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're ready to have the because we we do four two three one to start Shakiri
3: and I don't think he starts him away yet.
4: I, I would. I think you're probably right.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, this seems seems a bit strange considering Shakiri's probably. Our best player on form at the moment, but I think he—I I would go back to three in midfield: uh, Henderson, Cater, and Wijnaldum. Probably, I think it's just with with being Watford, they've, they have had a wobble lately, but the, they've been excellent this season and awful this season and. I think if you don't know which one's they're going to turn they're
0: quite an up. aggressive side as well. Yeah, and, so. and Troy Deeney's back yeah. as
3: well, which yeah. which would have a big effect. So I think he'd play it slightly safer, but have obviously Security to, to come off the bench.
1: Okay, dead interested uh, in that. We'll have to be talking about that as it gets closer and closer to it. Uh, Liverpool sorted out quite nicely. Um, Want to talk about the other sides briefly uh, as we're doing that at the end of each of these this this year.
4: Uh, Everton held Chelsea. Adam mm. the Ev came through for you. Good guys, aren't they? Yeah, I I was um, I had no no confidence in them doing that to be honest I, 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 <laughs> no just because I've, I've, I've watched Chelsea a few times uh, a, a, a lot this season and I've, I've been impressed with them ever since they played us actually before that I didn't think they were as good um, and I thought it was pretty similar to their game against Palace last week Chelsea's game against Palace which they ended up winning 3-1 except they just uh, they, 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 the point where the goals came against Palace the, 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 the game was of a, a very similar shape but um I thought Pickford did well when he needed to they obviously didn't have any high shots um, so <laughs> so he uh, he did what you'd want your goalie to do in a bigger away game save him when he needed to and they yeah they huffed and puffed a bit I thought the referee was actually was, was a pain um, he booked Jeremy Mina for, for something daft and then kept having to book people and um, I thought it was that- a bad tackle on Walcott uh, I don't really remember that one. It was over on his ankle. Oh yeah, yeah. no, that no, was a bad tackle. Um, and so yeah, was it Jorginho, In fact, no, I think made, uh, Jorginho got booked. I don't know if it was for that. And he was he was walking a tightrope. So so anyway, so what I was going to say is that that led to to uh, sorry taking Jorginho off because I think it was le- it was looking like a game where somebody was going to get sent off. For a Everton while.
0: did well to nullify Jorginho because mm-hmm. he is the metronome for Chelsea, and by stopping him playing, you basically cut off so much of of Chelsea's life force. It it is him and Hazard that are their two major weapons. And once you stop his feed into Hazard, and then you you pretty much make sure Eden is dealt with well, then you restrict Chelsea. Um, I thought Everton have actually been in a lot of games this season quite impressive in terms of their organisation and their ability to carry out a game plan without actually seeing the results for it ha- happy they saw a result in this one
4: they, they look like a team without a striker to me and that was sort of richard mm. has been, been there and it's, it's like it's all set up for Walcott to score the goal but he's not, he's not really good um I know we're playing them soon so we shouldn't say things like that.
1: It's <laughs> fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's going to be hard at Anfield, don't get me wrong. Uh Wolves holding hold Everton, uh Wolves holding Arsenal. Quite nice news Rob as well, you know, in terms yeah. of just the sooner that the sooner top four is none of our concern in 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 one sense the better.
2: Yeah, that would be good isn't it just first it was the first weekend in, in, a, in a while we've seen it begin to spread out slightly. Although we're disappointed at the City result, three of our our rivals have dropped points, significant points. Um so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I was quietly happy enough with this weekend's City. I suppose United at home. We would like we would like them to, to have been done a favour by United, but you see, City did put without. I didn't even think City had to play at the top of their game to put United in context again. They were a very flat, poor outfit. United, aren't they really? They uh, just have one or two. They well, they they have they have players they've paid a lot of money a lot of money for who can give them moments in games. And that's like, they can fluke wins in Turin, but they're not very good.
3: Um, Spurs aren't very good either, but they won't stop winning, Dave. It's mm. tremendously annoying. Um, yeah, a friend, friend of mine's a Spurs fan, and he keeps on moaning about them. So Similar to what I suppose I do about Liverpool when, when I'm saying, oh, it hasn't clicked yet, hasn't clicked yet. He's doing exactly the same with Tottenham. They, they say. really haven't clicked. They yeah, very all
0: their clicked. underlying numbers have dropped off considerably, and I think that's a huge mm. concern for them. Everything, uh, th- we've been saying this for weeks, everything that you ordinarily associate with that Tottenham team, they actually don't have. And it's no surprise really because when everyone else is taking it up and moving it to the next level, it's very hard for them with the constraints they have financially to be able to do that. And I think their players have been playing at their like at their apex for the last few seasons when you look at Deli Ali and, and Harry Kane and stuff. But when they're a little off colour, how do you then manage to keep pace with you know the likes of city liverpool and chelsea like and he, he, even matches. yeah even well <laughs> th- that you you s- united have been a little bit similar not so much in that they've been rescuing games that have seemed beyond them yeah. but that can when you're not when you're not playing well in general when your underlying numbers aren't good that eventually catches up with you
4: i don't think they'll win uh, uh, i don't think they'll I'm not expecting them to beat any of the other top six sides this season. Well, they've, they've got the next, they're their next two league games against- Adam The next two league games are at home against Chelsea and away at Arsenal. I just don't. I,
2: Excellent. I, I, I just something <laughs> look forward to.
4: It. Yeah, I, 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 they've always been good against the bottom half, um, and when they were, when when they started to become, you know, better a couple of seasons ago, then they would they would start that they they started to beat the other the other sides in, in the top six. I just don't don't see it. They've already lost to to City at home and Liverpool at, at home, obviously. Um, this season and um, I you want Old Trafford to be fair to them
2: that's true yeah that's true United did they go with, with Arsenal, they they go with Arsenal, Arsenal league a league cup game or a league game
0: United league that was probably United's best 45 minutes of the season the first half uh, Tottenham just hit them twice on the break but I agree that, with you. United were excellent Which in that one, game sorry?
4: when they when they when
0: lost to Old Trafford
1: yeah. when they lost to Old Trafford um, and lastly then uh, mentioned briefly the City um worth pointing out, uh, as was pointed out to me emphatically by Steve Graves on, on Sunday, and I'm, I'm I'm backing him to the hilt. Uh, they can't get any more points, however many goals they score or however well they play. You only get three for a windmill, And if they want to have the goal difference point, let's just let them have it now, uh, if that's the way it's going to go. And then let's not worry about it. That sounds, let them let, let, let them rock on and let's hope that they tire.
0: Yeah, insofar as everyone else looks at Manchester City and thinks, how are you possibly going to catch them? Imagine City doing as well as they are and they only two points ahead, it, it will it will grate them as well. Pep Guardiola said something interesting yesterday that he felt his team played with fear and pressure at, in parts of that game. And that was quite an interesting mm. thing for him to say. And I don't think he, w- he was talking just in terms of it being a derby because United gave them nothing to worry about. Beyond the penalty, they didn't offer... Any sort of concern for City, I think he's talking about in general in terms of the situation in the league, which is hugely competitive at the top. Um, City are really a class above. They're they're an excellent team, but I think we're still going to see, as historically the case with the Jurgen Klopp teams, Liverpool will get better. And I don't think people should be disheartened and should... Absolutely not. Discolour what Liverpool have done because of City.
4: I'm not I, I either, to be honest. I have been, and I think that it's almost like they've tried to dishearten us. City have been trying to dishearten us yes. uh, over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and I Very think so. I, I was, in fact, I did the, the video with Craig before, and I would say that that, in my opinion, um, there 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 would have been a narrative this morning had we not beaten Fulham and they'd mm-hmm. won. The the papers would be giving City the league. I think yes. this morning, and that that narrative can't happen now because we're still there. We're just two points behind mm-hmm. them. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much up for a winter of 1-0 wins while they win 10-0 and, you know, they can have a plus, have a 500 goal difference and we're still just two points behind them.
2: And I'd like them to drop the odd point in the hard games now and again. That would help. It would. And I don't really see, I don't really know where that's going to happen still, no, to be honest.
4: It doesn't seem as if, us really. but, but it's going to be, we we'll would just have to be there in March. March is when it's going to happen. We just have to be there and thereabouts in March. It's been the Anfield Rap in association
1: with Reds Bet. Uh, got to echo everything there above. Liverpool have played 12 9 drawn three. Uh, they have only conceded five league goals. If City want some fear and pressure, we'll put it on them by the fucking bucket load.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.